1: Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: What it do, what it do.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up network. I'm your host Rubino.
0: And I'm DJ Man.
1: What's going on, boss? What's up? I'm good, bro. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. I feel you. Highly favored. How how you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Summertime.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Summer, summer. Yeah. Nice yeah. shirt, too. Oh, yeah. The Rose Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. 98 was a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't out there, though. Yeah, me too. Shout out to Coug- Go Cougs, man. Go Cougs. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you. This is the Up and Up podcast. As I stated earlier, this is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, right? Yes, sir. Movers, hustlers, shakers, mm-hmm. right? Um, lane carvers, all right? All that door pushers i don't know bro we can just there's so many metaphors i can use but but i know man, I, you know i can go you know i can go but yeah man this platform is built on that storytelling and, and doing that to inspire and uplift our community and those listening um speaking of the community want to shout out obviously the family members right the consistent mm-hmm. supporters viewers uh, man encouragers of, of the up and up podcast and the up and up platform as a whole shout out to y'all man we appreciate it um we love y'all grateful for y'all right yes sir and if this is your first time tuning in welcome
0: right yes sir
1: um yeah and you know we always make sure to pride ourselves to uh provide our audience with a special guest right Mm -hmm. with a special narrative and story and journey right like biggie said got a story to tell Mm -hmm. right this brother today got a story to tell um and today's guest is a man whose hustle and work behind the scenes uh i would say brings nothing but unity and impact on the forefront uh not only for his team but his community and culture uh, I would say he's obviously a, a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up and has been and will be, right? Uh, he's one fourth of founding members of the Harvest House Collective, which is based here in Seattle, Washington. Um, to give you guys a little bit of insight, the Harvest House um, can best be described as a black-owned production company, which combines film production, events, and artist management, um, and so much more uh, outside of that, with the mission to help provide strategic and creative services for artists, who are interested in leaving their cultural footprint, um, and 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 they're doing a lot of work, bro. Like they're yeah. they're super busy out here, super yeah. active. Um, and then for himself personally, he's also been able to provide his own. Um, visual and film production and directing uh, talents to brands such as Cut Studios, uh, the Wing Luke Museum, <coughs> KEXP, the Seattle Sounders just to name a few, and many others to come obviously. Uh, let's just get straight to him, man. I can, you know I can intro forever, bro. You yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, me? I, know I can it. intro forever, right? But let's just get straight <laughs> to him, and our guest is none other than the man with the plan himself, Abdul Qasamali. Can we get a round of applause for the yeah. yeah.
2: That is honestly the best introduction I've ever gotten in my entire life. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) And also, did y'all add reverb to your voice? Because I felt like we were just having a conversation beforehand, and then you introduced yourself. I'm like, who the fuck is talking back (laughs) here? Yeah, I sound completely different. We're it's just, like the radio voices we're, are back we're just right in, now. We're
1: just in sync over here, bro. Uh, yeah, know. man. Yeah. Uh, man, well, welcome, bro. Thank Abdul. you for having welcome, me, man. Welcome to the show. I've been a
2: longtime fan of the podcast. So. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you, you I appreciate
1: it. Thank you, bro. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. You good, bro? You're making some noise <laughs> out there? I heard some noise back there. We good? Yeah, man. <laughs> So you see what happens when you show up, we, like, we bring great guests and it just gets crazy over
2: here. Bro. I noticed he waited until the episode was rolling to change chairs for a second. Oh, was yeah, like, what's man, going on yeah, back man. there? You know. Dude, a lot of stuff going it's on. It's okay. There. Don't be
1: flustered, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like you said, intro, obviously every great album needs a good intro, right? So we got that out the way. Appreciate that. Um And obviously you said you're familiar with the show. So obviously, you know, we start every show with the quote of the day, something to get the vibe right. Yeah. So, erm um, what you got for us, man?
0: All right, man. Quote of the day today is what we plant in the soil of contemplation, we shall reap in the harvest of action.
2: Mm. I like yeah. that one. I like that. Yeah. I like that harvest.
1: Look at look, he's how nice. you yeah, he smirking. Yeah. He, knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew. He knew I'm it. Back. <laughs> I'm back. Alright. <laughs> yeah, that was hard, bro. That was hard. Can you can you can you run that back, yeah, bro? Yeah, I'll run it
2: back. So that was good. The quote
0: is what we plant in the soil of contemplation. We shall reap in the harvest
2: of action. Mm. Sounds like an intro to an album, right there. There we mm. go, man. man you know this is this is the album. Is the album. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: dope. Who's that quote by, by the way?
0: Uh, this dude named uh, Meister Eckhart. He's like an old school German philosopher, mm. something like that. Okay. Yeah, so shout out to shout the out. German philosopher. Yeah you came with Shout a fire out to you, quote Shout out yeah to that was good that was good
1: man i like that too because i see what you did there with the words man the harvest i see yeah, yeah. The word wordplay i love it how, did you google harvest quote <laughs> and then find that one or no 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 i, I had said, this one just
0: saved are you ready oh, yeah okay. you ready for this episode <laughs> on, man, don't play man quote man
1: don't play bro um so abdul man uh obviously we're, we you know we always love to get into our guests stories and, and journeys of how they've gotten to the point they're at now but if you can i I touched on harvest earlier in the intro but if you can kind of from your perspective like what would you say uh the creation and inception of harvest came from um or like the origins like how would you describe
2: uh harvest i was initially started out as autumn club way back in 2018 and it was just a collective of artists coming together and just working under the same brand we had uh painters photographers videographers uh musicians producers and that eventually uh, stopped. Once the pandemic hit, people stopped uh, kind of working together in that capacity. And mm-hmm. it nec- didn't necessarily dissolve, but it focused more on clothing. Okay. Uh, Brian, I'm not sure if you all know who Brian is. He yeah. was the, start- the person that started Autumn Club. He moved okay. to New Orleans and okay. wanted to make that a clothing-focused brand. Mm. And then me, Jordan, and Paco... Uh, who were all members of Autumn Club, mm-hmm. uh, came together and started Harvest House, which okay. is just a continuation of that one. Got it. But with a more focused side of event activation and artist management. Mm. And I was already ar- managing an artist named Liv, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we just kind of brought her under the umbrella of Harvest House, and we've moved on to manage other artists as well. And okay. All the video production work I was doing solo, has fallen under harvest house and all the event planning that Paco and Jordan were doing fell under harvest house okay it's basically like a LLC for us to all work under got you got you yeah seems like like a
1: natural transitional period Mm -hmm. right yeah that just happened okay
2: we have a lot of uh, people affiliated with harvest house that help like work under harvest house and work with us we help them they help us got you the main four members are me uh, Paco, DJ S.A. uh Jordan Butler, and Shifite. Mm, got yeah. you. Shout out yeah. to them, man.
1: Yeah. Shout out to them, man. for
2: was yeah, sure. dope.
0: So, um, let's talk about your early life. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? How'd you grow up? Where'd you grow up?
2: So, I was born here in uh, Seattle, in the Central District, and uh, when I was three, I moved back to Kenya with my mom and my sister, and I lived there for about 10 years, mm-hmm. and when I was 13, I moved back to Seattle, and I've been in the uh, Central District ever since, and... That's the general overview. I'm not sure how deep. Oh, yeah. I mean, we want to talk about traumas and all that stuff. I mean, well, 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 more
1: so, like, what was it like growing up? I guess for you, I mean, everybody had, like, we could all be growing up in the same city, per se, or the Mm -hmm. same neighborhood, but everybody has an individual, unique experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for you, like, what was more, like, some of the impactful influences that you felt um, helped you kind of navigate as you were growing up?
2: Uh, I think a big focused focus on Harvest House right now is community and building that space, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that stemmed from me growing up. Growing up in the U.S. and moving to Kenya when I was three, mm-hmm. I was old enough to know that I am from. I am an American living in Kenya. So even though I was surrounded by family members and whatnot, I always felt like I was a guest visiting, and mm-hmm. I don't really live here. I'm here visiting family for t- for ten years, and I'm going to move back home, which mm. is America. Mm-hmm. Came back to America when I was thirteen. And I definitely did not fit in with anybody. I went to Aviation High School, which is like a uh, semi-private STEM school up in the south en- south uh, by the SeaTac at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And apart from me, Emmanuel, and three other people, it was just a bunch of white people. And mm. I had nothing in common with any of them. Mm. And I started feeling like, oh, shit, I thought this was home. I thought I would come here and fit in. Maybe Kenya's back home. I went back to visit Kenya in 2014. Mm-hmm. And... I was the what they call the Muzungu, which is the white tourist over there, mm. just because I was very American at that time, and i assimilated to American culture at that time, so I was in this in-between place of not really having a home, but I'd mm. say over the last five years I've made uh, Seattle my home. I feel mm. like I've planted my roots pretty deeply here, and yeah. I feel part of the community enough that I'm comfortable saying that I am from Seattle.
1: Mm. Yeah that's that's an interesting perspective to kind of grow up and like have to balance that right Mm -hmm. while still trying to find out what you want to become who you want to become right Mm -hmm. um and i'm always curious so i think you know as we as we get older um the more we 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 reflect we can definitely connect dots and and see like oh okay that made sense now right Mm -hmm. it makes sense at the time but it makes sense now like for you at this stage all the work you're doing creatively professionally um can you look back and like say like okay there were some early seeds planted back then that kind of grew into what you're currently doing now you probably didn't know it then but can you look back now and point that out
2: for sure when I was uh, younger like my main focus right now is uh, video production I'm a producer and director mm-hmm. and when I was really young since I was a kid my dad always had this really old VHS camera that he would bring out every Sunday and make home videos and we used to he would let us use it and we would watch it and was kind of the seed planted into Mm. video production and i remember being really into short stories i definitely have some fast and furious fan fiction with me and my friends Mm. out there that i wrote in like the second or third grade Mm -hmm. that was the seed of uh me moving more into telling stories creatively and whatnot
1: got you got you
0: did you always like see yourself like going straight into like video production
2: not like back then not at all i'm actually as in a week it'll be a year anniversary that i've fully committed to film production so i went to school for engineering and i studied electrical engineering and uh, i worked within the industry for about two years after i graduated and i got laid off last year because of covid but throughout that whole time that i was studying engineering and i was working in engineering i've always dabbled in film and it's always kind of been a side hustle so the whole time autumn club existed i would be kind of involved in it but Mm -hmm. more of a I'm free on the weekend you want to shoot a quick music video that doesn't require too much of my time mm-hmm. i can do it but mm-hmm. after i got laid off i decided to pursue it full time so mm. this is just a year of full dedication
1: that's that's a that's dope and, and shout, salute for that because thank you, thank you. you know a lot of people who obviously may be listening or watching you know go through that right where where you're currently at isn't where you want to be what you're currently doing isn't what you want to do right mm-hmm. um, even though you it's not to say that you don't want to do it, but you just, the timing is not what, what it needs to be. For sure. Um, do you have advice for people who are trying to balance that? Like you said, you you were working in that engineering space, right, mm-hmm. um, professionally, and um, but it was something was pulling you in another direction, mm-hmm. right? How do you, How can you, I guess, do you have advice for how people can kind of navigate those feelings and how to manage that? Because it can get kind of, you know, discouraging at times for some people.
2: I think it just takes a lot of commitment. I've definitely had failed relationships, and I have people that probably don't really like me that much just because I didn't have the time to put into that relationship just because I was balancing full-time work and filmmaking at the same time. But uh, I think just try to manage your time as much as possible. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people get overwhelmed with how much they have to do, Mm -hmm. but if you were to break down what you did every day, you'll notice... You spend a lot of time on stuff that you don't necessarily need to mm-hmm. be doing, and just having more control over that really helps push you through that one. And I feel I feel bad giving advice because, Keith, if I didn't get laid off, I'd still be an engineer. You still be working? Yeah. I don't. I don't think I could have pushed myself to leave it. Coming from an African household, yeah, telling my dad I'm quitting engineering to yeah. make yeah. YouTube videos yeah. would have not gone well. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, it's just the only advice I would say is time management. And I feel like that helps in so many different aspects of life. For sure. Yeah. For yeah.
0: Sure. I feel like, um, like this whole pandemic kind of made everybody um, kind of get a little uncomfortable and like really chase like what they really want to do because mm-hmm. they're like, damn this job thing, like anything can happen. Like we went right. through a pandemic, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of see it as a like blessing in disguise in a way. Cause if it wasn't for that, a lot of us wouldn't be really like, push to like what we really want to do right you know so for sure i don't know that's that's no that's what i wanted to that's think real. about you know
1: and that time management is real too mm-hmm. right because you can still do what you want to do right if you, you know what i mean we got 24 hours in a day right mm-hmm. so you're only at whatever your job is for a specific time of the day and mm-hmm. what are you doing with the rest of that time right exactly so was like while you were working in engineering i'm assuming when you clock out, you're probably clocking back into other projects, right?
2: Yeah, and probably shouldn't say this, but sometimes as I was clocked in with oh, engineering, yeah. I was doing <laughs> Yeah, <so> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We call that uh, finesse. A finesse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, another piece of advice that I just thought of right now that might relate to some people is within the African community, there is this incentive to stay at home and live at home to save money. Mm. And growing up in the U.S., especially growing up as a man in the U.S., it's always a little belittling to be 26 and living with your dad, but I lived with my parents until I was, I lived with my dad specifically until I was 26 and was able to save a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the reason I'm I'm able to do what I am able to do today was because of not choosing not to move out at 18 and Mm. go out struggling and just save up and be smart about how I was using my money.
1: So it
2: sucks. If you're living at home now, I know it sucks, but it will definitely pay off in the long run.
1: Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's all about decision making. Mm-hmm. Make the best decision for what works best for you, yeah. right? And what you want to do. YOLO, man. Straight up. Straight <bro. laughs> up. that's a commercial right there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man. And so you talked about it. So you went to school for engineering, mm-hmm. right? You went to, uh, that one school over there? Yeah, that one right that down one down. Yeah. there. That one school, okay. Yeah. I don't know how to say the, the name of it. The purple one. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I went to
2: uh, Seattle U. Oh, you went to Seattle uh, U. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. cool. Okay, Seattle okay, University. Yeah, cool, yeah. Okay. Shout out <laughs> to Seattle <laughs> University, man. Yeah, we don't we don't really mess with the up, the purple <laughs> school over there. <laughs>
1: For some reason, I thought you went to U-Dub. Okay, cool. Well,
2: I, I got, funny you mentioned that. I got a, you know, Facebook reminder of what happens years ago. Yeah. So I got accepted into U-Dub. And I remember Emmanuel made a post like, oh, my God, all my brothers finally made it. Uh, I'm happy to welcome one more brother to the dog pack. And yeah. I was like, oh, I got some bad news to tell you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you should have checked with you first. Before you that post.
1: <laughs> Nah, um, well, regardless of whatever university or higher learning institution you went to, um, there's a lot of people who listen to this show and watch it who are currently students, right? Currently going through that process and going through that journey. Um, You talked about it, right? Graduating and and being able to kind of land a job in, you know, the field in which you studied. But, like, that post-transition, right, that post-grad transition is uh, a very unique one, right? Do you have advice for people who are going to be soon approaching that, um, in terms of how to really just, I guess, um, make that a little more uh, easier transition for them? You still got to go through your shit, but yeah,
2: I think just mentally prepare for being in full control of over you. I feel like until you graduate, you have sixteen years of structured school where you know, right, fall time's gonna hit, summer time's gonna hit, mm-hmm. and. I have these goals that I'm going to hit that is laid out for you. Mm. You're a kid. You, not much is expected to you. As soon as you graduate and you get into the job force, you can do that same job for 40 years if you like it or you hate it and mm. you'd be stuck in that situation. Mm-hmm. And unless you are adamant about making moves towards progressing your career or finding other avenues to fulfill yourself, yeah. you'll be stuck in this loop of just... I, I, there's nobody else pushing me to do anything else. I can just get by by doing this mm. and it's important to be aware of that impending situation happening mm-hmm. and yeah yeah just try to tap in with your community as much as possible because you'll be surprised a lot of the people i work with today were friends that i never thought i would be working with mm. and it's just people that i would hang out with all the time and that's real our, inters- our interests intersected in a way that we were both able to find fulfillment outside of work that that's way. Real. so no, that's real. start tapping in right now for if sure you, if you can I yeah. Like that. yeah yeah i like that that's
0: sure. good advice yeah. so uh i mean i know you kind of touched on it already but what was like the full i guess how did you get the ball rolling for Har- harvest house uh like
2: it was a lot of pandemic work and a lot of can we curse on this do you brother. Uh, do whatever a you lot want. of shitty fucking you know those live <laughs> dj live streams you that people did all, words <laughs> <there. Yeah>. all <laughs> the seven words that we should <laughs> be saying you know those live stream sets that people used to do during uh quarantine yeah yeah we did we did that consistently for yeah. like i think 15 weeks yeah and
1: you did it for some djs i saw yeah that.
2: yep yep that was, that was uh dope. as much as we showed it as something that we love to do we hated it we just show up to this place everybody's wearing a mask everybody there's like five people in the room listening to music and everybody's wondering like what's the point of all of this mm. and through that one we we're able to build connections with places like the station and mm. uh what used to be cafe of mm-hmm. uh, they recently moved so they're not available and boon boona and mm. all that places mm-hmm. so we can so now that events are like the things are back open yeah they remember us from that time and we've been able to throw functions for them and yeah activate spaces yeah collaborate with them a lot so yeah
1: y'all been activating a lot of spaces bro
2: it's been uh this was my first week off in like three weeks of not yeah doing these events and yeah my, my body is yeah
1: y'all direct. had one last night the wine r&b the one? wine r&b yeah. yeah that
2: was a, a bit more low-key yeah yeah
1: but that was hard. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. I love b Anything and yeah, is like.
2: Y'all, sure, we're doing that every Tuesday. <laughs> it's every Tuesday. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna plug tomorrow. And we tomorrow. got performances coming up. Say less. Oh wow, yeah, I'm there. Very. You want to talk about your 401ks over some wine? This oh, is a yeah. place to place to be. Wow. Yeah. You want to yep. talk about 401ks? I mean, yeah. with
1: Usher playing in the background. <laughs> 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 hey man, whatever, whatever hey, works. Man. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> now um I'm glad you brought it up so with harvest so obviously you guys kind of took the pandemic to be able to start mapping out some plans mm-hmm. I'm curious though because you guys are very multifaceted um, you know with events music management um, film uh, and you got a lot of people who, who are you are collaborating with do you how do you guys go about balancing that right and, and being able to like delegate tasks and you got a lot of people who have their own way of thinking and how do you guys kind of keep that centered in into harvest you know
2: i think you said it uh, i was going to say delegating until you said it but delegation is key like Mm -hmm. i've found my lane which is focusing on film work and i help out with (laughs) events when needed a lot of these times i get a text like i were we have this event at night pull up and i had no idea what was going on uh just because i know what i'm good at and i know what i should be focusing on Jordan and Paco get to focus more on the event activation. Paco mostly on the DJ sets and mm-hmm. curating mm-hmm. and bringing the people. And Jordan dealing with the actual uh, event owners and whatnot. Got and you. Talking all that one and dealing the with the financials though. of all of that one. And Got we you. have somebody that's recently been helping us. Her name is Kyla May. Okay. He officially runs our social media for now. Okay. So uh, being able to delegate as much as possible and... I think initially there's that want to, oh, this is my company. I want to make sure that I'm touching everything and everything has input for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, we did that for a little bit. Me and Jordan did that for a bit. And we definitely burnt out doing a lot of spreadsheets that we didn't really care about and Mm. just doing stuff that didn't really mean anything to us. So being able to find people passionate about it, delegate it, and make sure that you're checking in with the people. So if we're giving somebody a task to do, make sure it's something that they actually want to do and it's not something that they're doing for the sake of doing it because yeah. they're going to get burnt out eventually. Yeah. So, it's a lot. A lot of the stuff I learned through project management at my engineering job is mm. kind of translating into this. And okay. It's just a lot of making sure your people are happy and good.
1: Got you. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. No, I mean, yep. it's a tough job though, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, a lot of people throw events and they want to do events and they want to curate events and stuff. Um, but, you know, I, what I notice is like, there, there has to be something that's continuously pushing you because mm-hmm. everything is not going to hit, right? For sure. Every shot you shoot is not going to go in. Yeah. Um, and for y'all, like, how do you guys, when you get through that honeymoon phase, like whether it's your first event, it goes crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And the next one goes crazy. And then that, and then it's like, oh, shit, wait, no one is showing up to this one. How do you maintain the focus and the discipline to keep working and keep getting better, um, you know, after that phase?
2: Uh, We just had something like that happen recently. We had a day party this past Saturday at the substation, Mm -hmm. but we didn't really look at other events, and there was another day party happening at Mint, and there was, like, a release party for a lot of the people in our circle Mm. for a film premiere for Campana. Mm. So we had, like, three different events, and we had planned for, I think, 250 people to show up, but Mm. only 150 showed up, Mm. and that was definitely a humbling moment of, like, all right, we need to kind of slow down. Yeah. And just be a bit more strategic about what we're doing because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are hitting us up to do events and Mm. after being in a pandemic for so long we've been saying yes to everything just for the sake of saying yes Mm -hmm. because we're tired of being inside but uh, I think just being a bit more calculated and never putting in more than you're willing to lose Mm -hmm. like even if uh, I look at it if every event that we throw if we make zero dollars if we should make sure that we're not screwed off of that one Mm -hmm definitely won't make zero dollars but yeah playing it as if yeah nobody would show up just to not put yourself in a situation where got you. you're anxious about oh shit it's nine thirty, nobody's here what's going on yeah are we going to fold how do i pay these people back and
1: yeah not? i got you yeah i got you
0: yeah so um i know like um uh, like being in a podcast space right like for us a lot of people ask us like how do we monetize pretty much and mm-hmm. it's like I think that's something that we're still figuring out. So, like, you being in, like, media space as well, like, other than throwing events, like, what are probably, like, some other ways that you could think of, like, of monetizing for people that might want to start, like, a media company or something, you know?
2: Uh, For us specifically, a lot of money has come through film production. I've been fortunate to be able to collect a lot of gear through the different shoots that I have. I try to avoid renting as much as possible, even if Mm -hmm. I have to use my own money out of pocket to buy a piece of gear. That way I can own it, and on the next shoot, I can charge them a rental fee for that instead of giving it to Glazers. Mm -hmm. And that's where a majority of our money comes that helps fund this. Uh, I'm not sure if that advice applies to a lot of other media production companies or people that are looking to throw events. uh, Merch is a great way to do it. I feel like people... It's understood that you're paying a higher price than the production cost was, just because that money is going to support the people, yeah. and as easily as you can make merch available for the people. Yeah. The way merch here, merch here, nice. here and yeah. yeah. all this. Yeah, this yeah. Come on man, get that yeah. merch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For and sure. I'd say that's probably the easiest way to make money. We just shot a music video for an artist that I manage named Liv mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. entire video was funded off of uh merch that she sold based off of her album release and it's going to be th- this merch is going to hopefully fund the next video. Yeah. So. yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, man. That's cool. You got to be creative and resourceful, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. And um and 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 you know, again, I don't want people to hear this and think, Oh, Harvest just throws events, right? Mm, because yeah, yeah. um that's kind of very generalized, right. right? And and for you guys, you guys are really creating real spaces for people to come together and unite and especially like post pandemic, bro, like yeah. man. I went to Fremont Fridays. And I was just like, it felt <laughs> different. It was yeah. like an unfamiliar feeling, which which is not supposed to be, but mm-hmm. it is. Can you talk a little bit about some of the impact you guys have been making through your events, like that you've seen or you guys have seen, um, on the on from the people themselves?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely a a long time coming. We've been talking about doing these events for the longest time, and even the people that come to events a lot are people that we met during the pandemic, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh, I can't. I can't shake your hand I'll give you an elbow bump but in in five months we'll party together and I feel like that's a good release for a lot of people because a lot of people that come to these events have daytime jobs and have other stuff that Mm -hmm. are maybe taking their time away from what they want to do Mm -hmm. so to be able to come to a place that uh, we try to make as safe as possible by making sure that you know there's no sus shit happening and everybody there is kind of looked at and if we find out like something weird is happening we will address it and yeah, yeah just make sure there's a safe space specifically yeah. for women because yeah. there's not that many safe spaces out there mm-hmm. so the more that you can provide s- safe spaces for them yeah. the more likely they are to come back Yeah, just have a good vibe
1: yeah man value and mm-hmm. you guys are providing value otherwise people wouldn't be showing up for sure right y'all yeah. <laughs> y'all everywhere bro yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, good weather helps a lot too always the big <laughs> test a is to get it while it lasts, man. <laughs> <laughs> how harvest house will uh, function in November and December oh, <laughs> so yeah. you gotta strategize about that one.
1: yeah man um, so you taught you touched on it right so you know you being a producer and director as well mm-hmm. um, you do a lot of behind the scenes work and there's a lot of people who who are in that lane, right? A lot of people don't want to be in front of the camera. A lot of people really thrive behind the camera and, and bringing their visions to life or helping someone else's vision come to life. And so for those out there that are aspiring, you know, film producers or directors, um, do you have advices, advice on how they can land opportunities? Cause you, you, you yourself, you had the honor of doing, um, uh, producing the Super Bowl ad spot for, uh, was Justin Forsett's company, right? Mm-hmm. Hustle uh, clean. Yeah. Hustle clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, how did you put yourself in position for that? And like, I guess, what are tips for other people to kind of put themselves in position? Obviously they got to be good at what they do, but
2: mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of it is sacrificing as much as you can early on. What I've noticed with a lot of, as a producer, I get to hire a lot of the staff. So Mm -hmm. whenever like Cut asks me to produce something, I get to bring on my my own people to work behind the camera. And there's specific people that I've worked with in the past that are immediately focused on the, all right, how much money am I going to get paid to just be on set for this one? And money is definitely an important factor. And I know a lot of people have bills to pay, and they're not they don't have the privilege of just being able to do free jobs, but if you can just, it's all about connections Mm -hmm. in this industry, specifically in Seattle, it's really, really small. And if you know five people, you know, everybody Mm -hmm. in the industry through some degrees of separation. So, uh, just having a great attitude and being able to sacrifice pay to work on projects to get that experience. Mm -hmm. And when you're on set, try to learn as much as possible. I've, produced stuff that i have also low-key directed and done the camera work and done some of the editing for just because i've when i'm on set with other people that are really good at that one i've been able to learn from them and Mm. take from that experience and Mm. bring it to whatever my role is Mm. so i guess another piece of advice is don't limit yourself to that role if you're on set and you notice that they're struggling with lighting and a polite way without stepping on anybody's toe. Try to help and yeah. say, hey, this is something I saw. I can help you with this. Yeah. And try to be as much of a Swiss Army knife mm. as possible. Add Somebody that. that does a really good job at this, and I feel like a lot of people know, is Seattle's Randy. Mm-hmm. She's on Instagram. Shout out Randy, yeah, yeah. And she, she went to Wazoo. Yeah, yeah, she does absolutely everything. If I can get her on any production, I'm very happy just because I know she's very multifaceted mm. and can do anything that is needed. to Adds make value. Yeah. Add as much value as you can. Okay, put yourself in a position to add value by Mm. checking out YouTube videos about and learning about this stuff. Got you.
1: Yeah, Yeah, bro, that's big.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess when you're when you're uh, getting ready to produce something, Mm -hmm. like, what's your like uh, process? Pretty much, you know what I mean. Like from a technical aspect, mental, you know.
2: I have a something that's called the Master Organizer, which is this big Excel spreadsheet that I got from my friend uh, Davis Gosselin from Wonder Camp. Shout out to Wonder Camp. By the way, Wonder Camp changed my life. I'll talk about them a bit more okay. later, but okay. they're the people I produced uh, Slim Pickens with, a film that we did in uh, Texas, and mm. mostly everything I learned now was from them. Mm. But he gave me this uh, thing called the Master Organizer, which has different sheets, Excel sheets for uh, locations, talent. Uh, contact information, props, uh, budget, and everything. And I just go through that one and I try to fill in as much information as possible. At first I would talk to, let's say you are doing a music video. try to figure out what your budget is and what your idea is, and then work with you to figure out, like, all right, you want somebody to fly across Queen Anne, but you have $3,000. What if he rides a bike through Queen Anne and try to temper those expectations and let you know what's realistic for your budget? And from then try to hire people and a lot of people that i've worked with already know their rate so if it's a video for a friend i try to get like okay this is a friend that i'm working with can you give me a little bit of a homie discount if Mm. i'm producing something for like the sounders or cut what what is your rate times two let's make sure that you get people paid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you're going to eventually ask them for favors later on down the line so when you can use the opportunity to get them paid with other people's money it's always Mm. a great feeling and uh try to get that crew together and the day of the shoot if the budget is big enough as a producer you honestly don't need to do anything because you've already hired everybody else to kind of do what they need to do But if the budget isn't big at all or there's no budget you end up having to do everything so yeah it all depends there's a lot of different factors you got to be ready for whatever yeah 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 Yeah. uh, shoot days are always stressful i've been doing this for a while now and Mm -hmm. Every night before shoot, Emmanuel can tell you I'm up looking through all of my equipment, yeah. double charging my batteries and yeah. going through all my cables just yeah. to make sure that I have everything. Yeah. And, well, it's, yeah. It's, uh, and I, I, I imagine. I, I love
1: that you're sharing this because, again, I think the creative space on the surface comes off very just um, creative, right? Mm-hmm. Like it comes off it's pleasing to the eyes. People love to see it. It looks fun. Yeah like it looks very fun it yeah. looks amazing it looks yeah. enjoyable like they're having a blast yeah. but they don't see the side of structure and and organization logistics like you're talking about spreadsheets and shit like yeah. you know what i mean like a lot of are, spreadsheets yeah you know mm-hmm. and that that's a that's an element that i think a lot of creatives need to embrace mm-hmm. not just making and the creating part but embrace the the structure that's going to allow your creation to grow and to actually exist right for sure
2: I sometimes hate posting the work that I do on Instagram just because I've had many people come up to me. It's like, oh my God, since you made your job, you switched from engineering to filmmaking, you're having the greatest time. Everything looks so fun. They don't know all of the shit. Like every every video that I've posted, I have a shitty story that went behind something that happened on that side or something that happened to lead up to that video. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I might be part of the problem of glamorizing the process or glamorizing filmmaking it's tough
1: man yeah because you because you got to show it you got to show your work yeah you got to get people to see it Mm -hmm. so they can gauge interest be invested in it but i just kind of like i accepted a long time ago like bro people ain't gonna have context like (laughs) no matter what it's just context is never you they'll never get the full context Mm -hmm. right unless they like sit there and you tell them right yeah Yeah. so um
2: and i feel like that translates through so many different factors mm -hmm. i've been able to work with some people on some people with bigger stature like working with uh nfl players and whatnot yeah and getting to talk to them and i feel like everybody imagines their life being one way but mm-hmm. when you have a conversation you break down the shit that they have to go yeah. through every day yeah. At the end of the day they're regular people yep. that have to do crazy shit and mm-hmm. just because you know their paychecks are a little bigger than us yeah we assume that everything is fine
1: yeah they still gotta put their shoes and socks on like everybody yeah. else, right? Yeah, for yeah. literally, man. That mm-hmm. was crazy. I think the, I think I think one of the uh, one of the best shows that I can describe that is The Sopranos for me. Really? Yeah, literally. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I, I watched that
2: show. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> he got I, he got real life problems. <laughs> I've never watched. Jordan's been trying to get me to watch. Oh, it. you gotta I've watch it. It's it. a classic.
1: Yeah. It's, a, it's really like dope. It just it shows it just humanizes the mafia for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it's the best I can put it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, go watch Sopranos. Your show. <laughs> this
2: episodes brought to you by the Sopranos. So, <laughs> so yeah, man,
1: shout out to them. Um, and then getting into, so we talked a little bit about some of the impact that Harvest has been able to make and, um, you know, me following the movement and seeing a lot of the work you guys have been doing. One thing that I've noticed, which is one of the dopest things you guys have been doing is being able to create spaces and opportunities for black women like Mm -hmm. specifically right um whether that's your artist live uh just money and then black in the city podcast right Mm -hmm. like it seems like you guys are finding ways to put black women at the forefront of a lot of your work um can you talk a little bit about why that's important for y'all and why y'all stress that
2: uh it kind of just happened that way okay. that's a very underwhelming answer i yeah, know yeah, but yeah. uh like live is somebody that i've worked with in the past okay. and before i managed her i knew her moni and jordan have been friends for a really long time Got and it. so has uh kita sierra and jordan have been in the i've f- been at the time and mm-hmm. i feel like we were definitely a bit more intentional no, intentional about it after last year i there was a lot of talk about how uh white people can be allies to black people and it Kind of made us think as straight men, how can we be allies specifically to queer women and mm-hmm. queer black women? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just we just try to be as intentional about representation as possible. Uh, we throw uh, small concerts uh, every week, mm-hmm. and if we've had two dudes in a row, we try to be very intentional about making sure that we diversify the space, and it's yeah. not just a bunch of we're giving a bunch of dudes giving a bunch of dudes opportunities mm. and. I feel like there's a intersection as a black man where you are oppressed and you know what it feels like to be oppressed, but you also mm-hmm. have the privilege of being a man. And exactly. I think you can use that one to figure out how to act towards helping women yeah. uh, feel safer and feel more empowered yeah. to do work.
1: No, that's real, bro. That's real. It takes real awareness, though, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Not every man yeah. is going to have that awareness, you exactly. know, so – That's dope, man. And I I just love seeing that because, like you said, it's natural, right? Mm -hmm. From your guys. Internally, it's natural. It ain't like you're intentionally trying to do it, maybe. Mm -hmm. But it's important is what I want to let y'all know. Like, the representation, you know? So, that's dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I also wanted to ask you, like, what's your uh, creative process when, like, coming up with ideas for events? Um, I guess more of the, like, not obvious ones, like Mm -hmm. an album release. Like, obviously, somebody's going to drop an album, so you have an album release party, but like even the R and B events and everything like that, like how do you guys like what's the conversation behind closed doors? That's
2: that's mostly Paco's our events. Like the R and B night is fully something that he does and oh, okay. he's really he's really tapped in as a DJ he's really tapped in into specific stuff. And it's like, all right, let's do a like a sad boy night type thing mm-hmm. and he like looking for specific niches that people yeah. really like and if you really fuck with this, you should come to this type yeah. of event. So I I take zero credit to those. I've done I oh, okay. haven't yeah. done any of the events that haven't been just generic parties yet. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just about finding w- something that you l- like a lot that you think a lot of people will like as yeah. well, and catering to that specific crowd, and then mm. you know what music to play to that specific crowd. Because yeah. if you're a sad boy, you're gonna love. Certified lover Boy. Yeah. Make sure you play that at yeah. The, yeah. Certified yeah. Loverboy
1: That's that one album That was supposed to come out right? yeah. Oh we got An uh, exclusive copy it's of it
2: Oh you did Yeah if you come to Harvest House events We play okay.
1: it Every time yeah. <laughs> That's what's up man um, Yeah nah bro And again Salute to y'all For, for the work y'all Been doing man it's, it's I don't know It's just dope man You know like from From creative To another creative It's like I noticed like we can sometimes get in our own way too, mm-hmm. right? And I think that goes for honestly for everything. Right. So, um d- how do you how do you go about navigating that? Cuz I feel like that that's something I have to learn too is like sometimes you got to get out of your own way, right? No one's blocking you from getting this creation out or getting this project done. Mm-hmm. Um do you do you how do you navigate that when you when you find those moments?
2: Honestly, a lot of my life has changed since working with jordan jordan is like my right hand man Mm -hmm. and basically has access to my calendar he knows the key code to get into my house and having somebody there to keep me accountable Mm -hmm. and like you i get in my own head a lot about ideas Mm because you come up with an idea as soon as you wake up you're like oh this is the greatest dream i've had let's turn this to a video Mm -hmm. by 9 p.m by 9 a.m you think it's the worst thing ever Mm -hmm. but being able (laughs) to have somebody there like hey remember that one thing you told me about well it's time to shoot it or mm. the time to get the ball rolling on it it's been a month really holds me accountable mm. to make sure that i actually get stuff done and mm. even if it turns out not to be the greatest thing ever yeah. at least it was an idea that sat in my head for the longest time yeah and uh if you can try to find a partner in crime to mm. no matter what you do just having that other person to lean on and be able to delegate tasks to and also help them out yeah and why not? And just, just vent. Yeah, vent. <laughs> yeah, it helps. It helps. No, you're right. A yeah. lot. Yeah,
1: not for sure. And half of the battle is that because you it's subjective, right? You don't mm-hmm. know how people are going to react to what you're putting out. Mm-hmm. Might be the best shit in the world. Someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might not felt that way when you put it out. So, yeah, advice to anybody out there, man. Just just put it out. Yeah, just release exactly. it, man. And don't yeah. let
2: view counts uh, discourage you. I've yeah, I definitely put in hundreds of hours to 50 view videos that I feel like deserve more credit, but it's just part of your reel and. Even if 50 people, only 50 people watch it, it just takes one person to watch it and say, hey, let's bring them on to the next yeah.
1: project. No, that's a, that's a very, that's a, I'm glad you brought that because that's a yeah. big topic. I think a lot of people get too caught up in what I like to say consumer-facing metrics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the consumer-facing metrics don't, there's a reason consumers can see those mm-hmm. metrics, right? They don't matter as much as they, like it shouldn't matter as much, right? Definitely. Um, so for, for creators out there, man, like those don't dictate the value and the quality in which you know you're putting out exactly so that's that's a good message
2: mm-hmm. yeah for sure don't let uh don't let view counts and egotistical like smaller ego related stuff stop yeah. you from doing what really makes you happy yeah I, like that I, the, the
1: way. way the way i describe it is like man at the end of the day like the goal is to connect to people if that if you are connecting to people you're doing you're doing right mm-hmm. you're doing good work right right for sure that's just simple, mm-hmm. straight up, you know, bro. And then try to connect yeah. to as many people as you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the second quote of the day, right there. You know, come yeah. on. <laughs>
2: Is it? Yeah. Is it, yeah. No, can, we get that? can I get that? I give it to you. I give it to you. you got it. I'll just let you know, they don't ever let me tell quotes on this show. so <laughs> that's well, like, oh, man, I, pr- yeah, I appreciate dude, you, you for that, Abdul. Thank of you, course. We <laughs> we talked about that earlier. That was our whole setup.
1: So, so, so. it's the only way you're gonna get on the show. Bro. Just like, give me a moment to, to tell a quote. Uh, nah, man. That's what's up, man. So um, we obviously want to give our guests chances to kind of like uh, talk about kind of what you guys have down the pipeline, but even long term, like I mm-hmm. guess, how do you guys envision the future for Harvest? if you can or is it is it just you guys are in the moment how 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 would you describe that
2: i envision more delegation per, for for me personally because mm-hmm. i know like right now everybody's kind of spreading themselves thin we obviously want to grow but we want to scale with that growth and not mm-hmm. turn into just a bunch of random people doing a bunch of random things mm-hmm. so finding a way to delegate the right tasks to the right people mm-hmm. and still be involved but not have to spend a whole day making a flyer. We mm-hmm. can just have somebody do that one yeah. and worry about the finance. If I get somebody to do my taxes, I'll be a very happy man. Mm. But I think it's just uh about s- I'm. – we're very happy where we are. We want to grow mm-hmm. but scale accordingly and Got make sure we don't lose what it is that makes it special because we're still not really sure what the, makes it the, special. The essence. Yeah. I feel that. Mm-hmm. That's and super important. Yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe move out. out. Not move out of Seattle but do more – events around yes yeah, like me to and Jordan, yeah me and jordan are going to la next week to hopefully uh make some more connections and we have a specific project we're working on but okay our main goal is to meet with some places and maybe do some events out there okay slowly expansion expand i love it. you Hell, Hell yeah, yeah man um,
0: i love it that's all i thought where can uh everybody find you on social media uh, you can or find harvest house?
2: at harvest house the way it's written on this this and everything else that you see around uh Mm -hmm. uh i'm personally on instagram as arctic klondike it's a stupid name i made up in the 10th grade (laughs) it's so (laughs) so uh, good typed in the letter a and a Bunch of other letters that yeah. auto corrected to art All right, man, social media is stupid. It's all <laughs> <That's good. laughs> <laughs> So you can find me on 2 Clondike. We do have a couple events coming up. We have, uh, yeah, talk about those, man.
0: talk about those too.
2: We have, uh, an event coming out this Friday. I don't think this will be out in time, but on the 23rd, Rel Be Free, Isam Muhammad, and Fifth House are going to be performing at the Clock Out Lounge.
1: Okay, shout out to Rel. Shout yeah. out to Isam. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's sir. his
2: birthday today. Happy birthday, Rel. Okay, Yay. happy birthday, Rel. <laughs> <laughs> happy those, birthday, are, those are man. up
1: and up, up and up podcast alumni too. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Shout out to them.
2: Uh we have a it's not not affiliated with Harvest House, but we made a cameo in his Rainier Abs music video okay. that came mm-hmm. out today. Uh so shout out this is basically a real shout out at this point. Yeah man. Yeah, shout yeah. Shout out Rel man. Sure, yeah. And uh every Tuesday at the station we have uh R&B nights mm-hmm. uh with uh, some live R&B performances here and there. Uh every Thursday at Mint uh in Mint Lounge we have we co-host the Afro uh, reggaeton nights with DJ Lace Okay that's, All right. uh, that's,
1: Reggaeton nights Yeah, uh, Every, yeah you should there come we out go. We had our that's
2: first one last weekend That shit was crazy It, it was jumping yeah. yeah, Crazy, like what you're talking we about we outside outside Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. we're fully outside When you're talking about people being ready to be outside for the pandemic That's it Okay This is yeah. Seattle's outside, y'all Seattle's outside Okay, yeah, for sure yeah. I'm we, about to go outside we're too We're Taco yeah. City <laughs> Monday, Tuesday uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday And hopefully sleep at some point Yeah Yeah that's what's up, Shout man. Shout out Taco City, man. Yeah, I had yeah, man. And if yeah, and if, if, tub over there. Yeah, yeah. And
1: if y'all um if y'all want to um tap into all those amazing events he just listed, you can obviously go follow them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you weren't able to ke- catch what he just said, but yeah, bro, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, appreciate you, all I mean, I've been a fan for a long time. I've been watching this shit for like a year. Yeah, so. hey. it's I've and I see the everyone wearing the hoodies everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Yeah, man. I need me one of those. Thank you, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, worry, I appreciate man. I soon, man. Yeah. We got you. We appreciate yeah. y'all,
1: man. Appreciate the work y'all doing. Again, like this platform doesn't exist unless you guys are doing the work you're doing and the community uh, as a whole is doing the work they're doing. So sure. shout appreciate out to y'all. Yeah. Um uh, before we get you out of here, we always ask our guests and leave our guests with this one amazing question, right? Um uh, so if you can, my brother, what is one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up and why?
2: Community. mm uh, I've not had community for a while, and I definitely know I wouldn't be as fulfilled as I am right now if it wasn't for my community. Mm. So shout out to them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Just real, like that. Straight man. like that. Yeah. Straight that like quote, that. Quote number three of yeah, no. I know. <laughs> Come on, man. Everybody here on the <laughs> yeah. table. All, right, all right, man. I anybody else got a quote back here? <laughs>
1: Nah, man, that's powerful community, yeah. man mm-hmm. when, yeah. when None of this is possible without community Exactly um, And again, man, Abdul, shout out to y'all, man Harvest House as a whole Everybody that's involved with the work you guys are doing The events, the impact You guys are just bubbling, just starting out So excited, man You got you got support with us moving forward, obviously Yo, appreciate Always Um yeah. Future, yeah, host
2: up and up okay. table at midnight uh, Come on Oh, yeah. Come yeah Oh, yeah Let's oh, get man, that we'll pull going up. You yeah. just said it, you <laughs> oh, just said it y'all You're heard him All right <laughs>
1: <laughs> But yeah, man, with that being said I think it's safe to say Abdul Kasamali and the whole Harvest House team as a whole are officially members of the Up and Up. Can we get a round yeah. of guys, man? <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks. Yes, sir. Bro. I appreciate you, though.
2: I appreciate you,
1: man. Show, man. Right, a... Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life
0: on the Up and Up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire Up and Up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe.
1: As well as follow us at underscore the Up and Up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the Up and Up has coming your way.
0: Thanks for listening, and until the next one,
1: keep it on the Up and Up.